This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. But what if a girl drugs you, like drugs your pot with something? And I Why walk would in. a girl have to drug me? I'm a dude. All she has to do is show me her cleavage and I'm under her control. What if she wanted to put something in your butt? Depends on how she <laughs> it's I would have duct taped your hands and your uh, ankles before. Out of Why cellophane. are you putting yourself in a scenario of having me nakedly wrapped in cellophane? <laughs> Wait, I thought we had the clear that that was not a, a, a safe place to go just now. Did you ever know that you're my hero? I'm the wind beneath your wings, son. You're everything that I <laughs> wished I could be. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Okay. So about two and a half years ago, I got a text message from Nikki in the middle of my workday that says, I did something. Now attached to this text message is a picture of probably the most adorable puppy I've ever seen in my life. This white Aussie mix with floppy ears, snow white fur, brindle coloring down her sides and blue eyes. And I respond back with, what did you do? And she says, well, I went to go pick out a a dog for my dad and this puppy ended up sitting on my foot and we have a puppy. Now, this would have been absolutely fine had we not just had a conversation about not getting a puppy about a month before this, because I'd come to Nikki and said, wouldn't it be great if we got a young dog to go with Turkish Invader? We've got two 10-year-old dogs, one's a shepherd and one's a pit bull. And I was like, it would be awesome to have a dog where like we could train them up and they could learn things from Turkish Invader. It's just going to be a lot of fun to have a puppy. What do you think? And she said, no, we don't have time right now to train a dog. I'm working night shift. I just think it's not a good idea for us to get a dog right now. So I let it go. So as soon as I see the pictures of Penny, I am furious. Like F-U-R-E-S. I was so fucking mad. I spent all day being angry at Nikki about her getting this new dog. And as soon as I walk into the door, it's all over. I spend roughly about two and a half minutes with Penny before I realized that this is the best fucking dog that I ever could have gotten. But the problem with Penny was she had a shitload of energy. Now, when we first got Penny, Turkish Invader had their lives pretty well set. Everything was going really well for them. They got fed every day at 530. When they needed to go out, they came and got me. I let them out the back door. Everything was going great. And then we brought Penny into the mix. Penny is an eight-week-old Aussie puppy who has so much energy, she is driving both Turkish and Vader crazy. And they're starting to be angry with her all the time. They're so stressed out because there's this new puppy who just wants to run around and act crazy at all times. And about two months after we get Penny, actually about a month after we get Penny, Nikki looks over at me and says, you know what we're going to have to do, don't you? No. What are we going to have to do? She says, we're going to have to get Penny a playmate. Now, in my head, I immediately flash back to a few months back when I say, wouldn't it be great to have one puppy? Never once did I say, let's get two puppies. And now she's saying, let's go find another puppy. And roughly around two weeks after that, we had a new puppy named Piper. Now, Penny came as a great out-of-the-box dog. And when I say out-of-the-box dog, I mean Penny is like that toy that you got when you were a kid and you opened it. There was no assembly required. It was just badass the moment you opened it up. That was Penny. 
Didn't really have to train her very much. As soon as we got a dog door, we kicked the little flaps one time. She was like, cool, that's where I go outside. I'm good with that. And Penny didn't have any issues whatsoever, pretty much from the jump. But Piper was a whole different animal. In fact, in my house right now, Piper is known as a terrorist because Piper is the dog that is always full of energy at all times. Still to this day, two and a half years later, she still has too much energy for, for Vader, my pit bull mix. She causes him to get really mad at her all the time. And it's always been this way from the moment she got into the house. She's always just been wide open and full of energy. Well, Nikki was working nights at the time, and when Nikki was working nights, that meant that she would leave the house at roughly around 6 to get to work by 7, and that meant that she wouldn't get back home until about 7.30 or 8 o'clock the next morning. So that meant that Shane was on dog duty every single night that Nikki was working. So on this particular night, I'm on dog duty hanging out with Piper and Penny and Turkish and Vader, and it comes to be time to feed them. Now, because we have four dogs, we have to make sure that they're all segregated into different corners of the room to make sure nobody gets food aggressive. But when you have a puppy who's only about two months old at this point, roughly around eight weeks old, she's still not completely grasping the rules. And Piper sometimes would try to wander over to Turkish or Vader's bowls. Now, I'm always trying to stay on top of her. I'm always trying to watch her and everything like that to make sure that this doesn't happen. But on this particular day, I turned my back for just one second. After I'd fed him, I turned around to put the top back on the food. And Piper decides she's going to wander over to my 65-pound pit bull's bowl and start eating out of his bowl with it. Now, Vader's not a mean dog. He doesn't have a mean bone in his body. But if you threaten him or his food or any of his family, he's got a real big fucking problem with you. So I hear Vader growl for what sounds like a millisecond. And then I hear Piper start yelping and screaming across my dining room. Keep in mind, I was had my back turned for literally five to ten seconds and I turn around and see Piper skittering across the room and Vader snarling his teeth and I'm like oh my god Vader has just destroyed this little puppy and I run over and I grab Piper up into my arms and she is bleeding and she's not bleeding a little bit like she's bleeding profusely from her head and I'm like oh shit I'm on dog duty and the newest puppy has died on my fucking watch what am I gonna do so I immediately run Piper into the bathroom and I'm getting towels out and I'm dabbing her head and I thought she was going to have a gash. I thought we're heading to the emergency vet and it all turned out to just be Vader caught her really good across the top of her head and he scratched her really bad, but it didn't really go through and try to kill her or anything like that. She doesn't even have a scar to this day, but what she does have is a healthy respect for dinner time when it comes to getting around Vader's bowl. I'm not saying she still doesn't wander over there from time to time. I'm not saying that she still doesn't try to test Vader from time to time because this little 30-pound dog believes that she's just as powerful as the 65-pound pit bull mix. But this one day, Vader made sure to tell her that no matter how powerful you think you are, you still aren't as big as me. Hey guys, welcome back to a show that remembers when Tanya Harding had Nancy Kerrigan taken out Godfather style and exactly how gangster that shit was. Or as we like to call it, Now That I'm Older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at nowthatimolder.com or also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And if you give to us like our badass patrons, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. Now, Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts and create a family out of absolutely nothing. 
If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter Family, you'll find our show as well as the Conspiracy Asylum podcast, the Let's Watch Horror podcast, and the Phoenix Gate podcast. And this week on episode 203, we start out discussing situations we've been in during sex where we felt like our life may have been in danger, or at the very least, it was scary as hell. And then later on, we discuss a horrible situation that happened to me during sex, and we close out with one time where Kenny actually had to walk away from a sure thing. So check it out. We'll be right back. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. All right, so you have uh, some kind of story you want to tell? Yeah, I have um, one something. Of your, one of your little to- one of your tales? One of your little narratives? Um, it's something that really, really is scary that happened to me. And I scary. honestly, I didn't, I didn't want to tell the story. Like, ooh, scary. Or, oh, shit. No, scary. no, no. Like, um... God, how do I do this? Or like you had to get a finger up your butt to see if you had prostate cancer. No, not that far. I didn't have to go to the That's hospital. That's scary. <laughs> let, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a time where you're having sex that something happened that freaked you right the fuck out? I thought you were going to ask me about my prostate. This is going to get way too I'm personal. I'm not going to talk about your prostate. I don't oh, want to talk about Have I prostate. ever been having sex and something happened that freaked me out? Yes. Yeah. Like, tons of times. Okay. Would you like to highlight one? It's hard to pick just one. I mean, how are we talking about like... Like something where you felt like you may be in danger in some way. Danger. <laughs> God damn. Um, no, my, I had one girl that was into like S and M shit, but she was way littler than me. So she couldn't really do anything to hold me down. Like she did the whole Reynolds rap thing once. Reynolds rap thing. Oh yeah. There's a whole fetish about wrapping your partner in like cellophane. Do what? And most people you wrap them in cellophane and they're like, Oh shit, I can't move. <laughs> she wrapped you and you're like, you know, like you know you see Dexter Dexter used to rap people right right and have you ever seen the one where he catches the big drug dealer yes and the guy's like this is cellophane bitch <laughs> that's exactly what happened she's like ah now you can't move that's her kink I guess and she wanted to try that old tying thing up Tied her up a bunch of times. Well, wait a minute. She, she wraps you in cellophane. Cell- like, cell- I'm sitting there and immediately I'm Do you hot. have to like roll with her and stuff like that? To, like, you get you have to cooperate. You? There's no way you could do this. Somebody who's not willing, unless you were beating the shit out of them. They're dead almost. But anyway, yeah, you, you got your arm wrapped up and immediately I'm hot. So <laughs> my, my willingness to play along once the sweating and hotness happens is not. Oh, and then the Good. plastic starts sticking to you and yeah, shit. It's all and, you're like, yeah. and you're butt ass naked, right? Yeah. And it's like, she's like, what are you going to do now? Audience, like, this audience, is hot. Hold on one second. Audience, just imagine Kenny butt ass naked. Go ahead. A lot of people enjoy me butt ass naked. No. Thank you. No, no, not a lot of people. Just a few that were goodly. <laughs> My enough thighs to take their are goddamn as sexy as shit. I don't think they're sexy as shit. I'm glad you don't think so. <laughs> I, am, I cannot tell you how fucking thrilled I am to know that you're not attracted to my thighs. I gotta be fucking honest to tell you. Ten out of ten on that. <laughs> I gotta be honest to tell you, Kenny. Not attracted to you. I mean, if you were the last man on earth, like, uh, like that's that, that. I sleep so much better at night now. Uh, back to my sexy thighs for ladies. <laughs> They're not meant to attract you, so that's okay. Uh, yes, I'm in the cellophane, and like and immediately I'm hot and sweaty, and I'm like, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I didn't like this to start with. This was me like, if I want to put... You're trying to play along, basically. If I want to do something to her she don't like, I have to do one of her things. So here I am in the cellophane. She's like, ha what are you going to do now? And I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> and I just... Broop, hop out of the seraphine and rip it open. And she's like, oh, God damn it. And I'm like, yeah, this ain't gonna, this is not gonna work out. <laughs> Either way, I'm sorry, but the, you could use that whole, and she did. She used like a whole wrap of cellophane. And it was like, you had to really 
flex, but I mean, it's self. I would have duct taped your hands and your uh, ankles before. Out of which why in are you putting yourself in a scenario of having me nakedly wrapped in cellophane? <laughs> what, I thought we had the clear that that was not a, a a safe place to go just now. Well, I got to be honest and say, if there's a situation where I have you naked wrapped in cellophane, the possibility of selling you into some sort of sex trade. Dude, guys, I want the audience to know. <laughs> Can somebody please hear the things that we have going on here? He's thinking of people in Ladies terms and gentlemen, of please sexual. give me help. Please, please call help. <laughs> I want this on public record somewhere so they know who to come and find me from after this asshole drugs me. <laughs> If I, I walk in the so house, so glad I don't drink. I, just, I know he'd slip me a Jimmy or some shit. Um, if I walk in the house and find you like passed out, you're not going to find me passed out. <laughs> I don't drink, and there's not enough pot in the entire northern hemisphere. But what if a girl drugs you, like drugs your pot with something? And Why I walk in. Why would a girl have to drug me? I'm a dude. All she has to do is show me her cleavage, and I'm under her control. What if she wanted to put something in your butt? Ain't no dude ever put nothing in my butt, but if a girl wants to play with the little fucking puckered ring, I guess, you know, she's going to suck my dick while she does it. With with your rusty sheriff's badge? There's there's things you can negotiate with girls that you wouldn't negotiate with. Let's get back to the story. What happened to you that you were fearful of in your life? During a sexual experience, I don't feel like I have enough from you yet to share the story. I feel I like I need another. What I need do you another want to know? I just talked about negotiating my asshole <laughs> over to a hot ass chick if she was high enough and while sucking my dick. I promise you, when you get the, the payoff to my story, it's. I talked be worth about it. being wrapped in cellophane. What more? I do need you want? another Kenny story. You said there's a lot of things that have been weird when you've been having sex. I mean, like girls want me to do shit that you know I'm not comfortable doing. <laughs> What's the thing that's like made you the most like, uncomfortable? Like girls who are aggressive about being choked like girl some girls like choke me and it's like eh, a little ch- little hand on their neck and you're not even cutting off any circulation like you're putting a little bit of pressure and then there. there's girls who like kill me motherfucker <laughs> and it's like well, it's like choke me and then it's like, like choke me harder it's like i don't want to kill this bitch they don't, they're gonna care <laughs> if she told me to or not that's still a charge um, your orgasm is not worth me going to prison, girl. I don't, why does that give you an orgasm? I'm just confused. Um, there are those people out there, um, and before I was married, you know, I, I met a few of them that are just a little bit far um, out there where you're like, the first time you're, ex- you're exposed to it, especially if you haven't been. Because I, when I first started having sex, I had lost my virginity to someone then had sex with the next person for like the next four years. And that was it. So I didn't get like a whole bunch of craziness in the beginning. But then when you get out on your own after a long relationship like that, you find out that the world is a wild place. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> and there's a lot of wild and crazy people out there. Did you almost, uh, did you ever get to a point where you, like, you almost choked a girl out or anything? I mean. That you like, would admit on the podcast? Dude, there's not a matter of men in a pocket. No, I really just any time it got like where they wanted to be choked like that, it was like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've given some pretty good spankings and I've tied some girls up and you know, tormented them a little bit. I feel like we need a better story. I feel like there's nothing really going on here that you're giving me any sort of juicy details. I'm not fucking, I've got a story that's gonna blow your mind hole, sir. He, you keep saying that, but I feel like it's a delay tactic. I broke my dick. <laughs> I broke my dick several times. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I no, popped no. out doggy style and thought I needed to go to the hospital on the return swing. I mean, it's it, it's, it was bad. I I'm was g- popping gonna... it good. And, you know, I like t- tiny girls. So there's right. no fucking, like, extra, cushion. Especially in a good doggy because all the butt is up. 
So you're hitting back a thigh, <laughs> and you came in. If you come in hard, it's like watching a video. <laughs> it's like watching a video of aircraft carrier disasters. It's like that's how bad it was. Those old time life videos. <laughs> As the pilot came in, like, landing gears all fucked up. But you're going full fucking thrust, and you pop out and pop in, and you miss the fucking target. It's a tragedy. The night's over. So, um, and you dick don't you don't want to pee for a couple of days. So the other day, I'm uh, and, and anybody who just going to let you guys know this is this is going to get a little graphic. So if you got any little kids in the car listening, oh, just letting oh, you know suck that my balls like you, yeah. <laughs> just let you know it's going to get a little graphic here. About for a to go to the mantra, guys. I'll be back with you in a moment. So we're we're getting into it, and it's it's all rough and stuff like that. And um, you know, it's, it was a really really good hardcore thing going on, and we get done. And Nikki looks down and says, what's that? What's what? (laughs) Okay, so I'll admit that missing on the return swing can be terrible and it hurts and it can be really bad. But when we get back, I'm going to tell a story that's going to make a lot of guys in the audience just a little bit squeamish. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to tell my squeamish story about sex, and then we're going to close the show with a time where Kenny had to walk away from sex that was pretty much a sure thing. So check it out. We'll be right back. Do you like movie reviews? How about true crime stories, celebrity interviews, Well, you won't get any of that here. I'm a stay-at-home dad with four boys and a night job. I don't have time for all that crap. What I do have time for is browsing the web for weird and idiotic news stories. Then I bring my favorites to you every week along with my own weird life lessons and favorite podcast recommendations because, hey, sharing is caring, right? So subscribe to Odd Dad Out in Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or your favorite podcatcher. And follow me on Twitter at Odd Dad Out and add a little weird to your day. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're just doing their job. Hey, this girl was nice. She was okay. I mean, she wasn't anything special. What's special? Take you in the back and suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go over 12% for that. Have you ever wished you could get extra now that I'm older? Well, now you're in luck, because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon-exclusive content with stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? In what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. I just, I know we're not supposed to get political on now that I'm older, but what the fuck is going on? So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one. Excuse me, I believe you have my stapler. You ever wonder when Spider-Man goes to the bathroom if the toilet paper sticks to his fingers? You ever wonder why Superman wears his underwear outside of his pants? My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we're your hosts for the Jock and Nerd podcast, where we sometimes try to attempt to answer these questions. This is a full spoiler podcast, and we swear a lot. Check it out for awesome geek news, interviews, and comic book reviews. Visit jockandnerd.com. We are your superhero TV, movies, and comic book culture curators. Boom. Jockandnerd.com. Jockandnerd. Jockandnerd. 
And that's my first thought is what the fuck is what? So I looked down and on the top of my member was a huge blood blister about that big around. Your wife's a nurse. Every car out. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God, what happened? She goes, it's probably just a blood vessel. It's fine. What the fuck do you mean it's probably just a blood vessel? <laughs> what the fuck do you mean it's just a blood vessel? That's what stuff- ma- blood's what makes that whole thing work. Yeah, this whole thing has stuff that makes it work. And if the blood vessels don't work, then it don't work. What's going on? It, it, she's like, well, it, it'll be okay. Everything's like, no, it's not going to be okay. <laughs> do we need to go to the hospital? Should we be in the car? What should we be doing right now? So we basically like measure it and everything like that. You measured it. Because <laughs> she was like, if it gets bigger, we're going to need to go to the hospital. So I needed to see exactly how big it was and everything like that. I'm just now I've got to, now I'm just, it's like a baking thing. <laughs> measuring <laughs> instruments, documenting it. Go ahead, keep going. This isn't nearly as gross as I thought it was going to be. This is way more humorous. <laughs> um, oh yeah, dude. Because the, the first thought in my head is so keep uh, keep going with the bubble dick story. Well, that's that was my thought. Is like, oh my god. So I'm you measured the first time. What happened after the measurement? Well, after the measurement, we you know went to go get some food and everything like that. <laughs> as you do, um, sausage to try. <laughs> no, to try and take my mind off of the fact. That, you know, I have a huge blood blister on my penis. Sometimes when I cook the homemade polo sausage I get from my family, they get little <laughs> bulges on them too. I just pop them with a fork usually. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not popping anything with any fucking forks, man. No, no, no. You gotta get it lanced. So, so that's legit the whole, like, the, the whole first part of the story is that, and then come back, you know, later on after lunch and everything, and go, okay, we measured it, everything's fine, it's good, I don't need to go to the doctor, get up the next day, everything goes back to normal. Everything just goes back to normal. But for that one day, I thought I had broken it. I thought, like, the end had come. <laughs> I thought that the world had ended as far as... Um, Shane and Little Smith. <laughs> that's, was... how, that's how I felt. And just about every time I missed the target on Doggy. Oh, let me tell you, dude. Because the girls will get into the Doggy, but then they start trying to run away from that shit. Well, when when you start doing it correctly, and girls like start trying to pull away, and then like, or if if the bed, the, my favorite is the bed slides. Well, yeah, that doesn't help. If the bed starts sliding, and like before you realize it, like you're leaning across the bed, and you've got fucking cramps in the back of your thighs because she's too far away and shit like that. I hate that shit every fucking time. I just scooch. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> so you don't have any stories where you, uh, I mean, obviously where you had the return swing that kind of hurt you and stuff like that, but you don't have anything where like uh, anything appeared or anything like that, right? I mean, there was that one thing you had to take pills for back when we were. Um, no, there wasn't. Don't lie. And like people. the mid twenties. Don't be making up stories because you got a bubble dick. <laughs> um, no, no, my dick's pretty healthy. You know, I, I pride myself on how pretty it is, so I take good care of it. You know what though? I, I, I packed time- it on ice whenever I had the return swing problem. I want to make sure I pris- kept it in pristine shape. Um, I think you I, always I hear I treat about- my penis like an athlete. <laughs> like an athlete? Like when you get down there, is that like a Nike logo on the side of it? Is it, it gets sponsored? A little, gets a little bath. Is it spon- It gets a little bath? Like you just every now and then just okay. wash it? Every single time. You Self-pleasure, multiple partner pleasure, whatever. Multiple partner pleasure? Whenever he performs, he gets a wipe down. Well, of course he gets a wipe down. You don't, you don't I, go to bed I, with a dirty I assume, dick. I hope most people do that, but I bet there's a lot of dudes that don't. I don't want to talk about the dudes that don't rub themselves down after pleasure. And I use like a little lotion afterwards, get them nice moisturized. <laughs> I'm imagining you with like moisturize, like the uh, the pubic hair you do have yeah. is like 
parted and shit, like with a little bit no, of a, just keep a little the, pomade I keep the, in gra- it. I just keep the grass at a very conservative level. Well, I've been thinking about this whole thing because you said you're a, a, a healthy six inches and all that stuff because you're, you're average and all that stuff. So I was thinking, like, what would I'm like six say? on an average experience. It's like dudes with medium dicks, we have a range. Like in, in a real good day, he's probably pushing seven plus. Okay. But that's like because somebody's. This feels like when uh, when the giant looked at Kevin Nash and said, "You can keep standing on your tiptoes all you want, but you ain't gonna be seven foot tall." Finish. But when there's but there's other situations where it's like I'm just taking it because it's there, <laughs> and then it's probably just it may not even be full six, like five and, and a half, be five and three quarters, <laughs> and you know, certain positions may not be called for that day because I'm just like, eh. I don't even care if you're happy with this lady. <laughs> you don't. You don't register. You're. You're just here. <laughs> when I was in my twenties, there were plenty of times that I would get like uh, to the situation of getting down to having sex and looking at. But the if girl it's one like, like you, I don't know. But if it's been one like you've been chasing, then you have a championship day. A oh champion, yeah, dude. Like that's just like a fighter. Roy Jones Jr. didn't always look like top ten. There were some fighters he came in. He had a little gut because he was good enough to beat him up <laughs> with his gut. There were other fighters. He was in tip top. And that's how the penis works in real life, boys and girls. Don't let the don't let insecurity and people bullshit you. Your penis is not always at ten. Sometimes seven's perfectly good enough to get the job done for everybody involved. And sometimes <laughs> you don't care to give more than a four. So, <laughs> oh my god, dude! Like if it's a if it's gonna be one of those tens, and I know it's gonna be a ten, it's been somebody I'm chasing. I make sure to have an energy bar. Have you ever had a chance? Have you ever make had sure a situation? I'm hydrated? <laughs> have you ever had a situation where you walked away from sex though? Oh yeah. Lots of times. Like where a girl was naked in front of you and like oh, yes. you had the many, ability many, to do many, it? Many, many, many times. What, was it a smell thing? No, there were several different times and different reasons. Some of them were hot girls that, you know, sexually I was kind of bummed that I had to do walk away. But there were several times that like David would break some girl's heart and she tried to fuck me to revenge. And I'd be like, no, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of cast off girls like that. I had um, one of them was a girl you would have really been into because she was really tall. Like they, Ray and David went down to Florida for Dave and Buster's, and uh, they didn't do anything bad in the stories. So I don't mind bringing them up. It's fine. Uh, and they met this girl who worked at Dave and Buster's, and she came back with them. And uh, I think Ray may have like casually dated her at first, but then typical of David, he swept in and fell in love. So he came back, and she was living with him. I remember this over chick, the tall chick. Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden he was like, "Yeah, you should go out with her and have dinner, so you guys get to know each other." And I should have known right then that this is David's exit strategy. This is right before he met his wife. So he probably already met his wife and was looking because he liked to drop girls off on people so he didn't have to be the bad guy. Right. So I, we went out and hung out and like I was trying to holler at girls while I was out of this bar. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be on a date with my friend's girl. And I didn't catch the hints. But then we went to a party and, it, and I knew at this point he was breaking up with her because he'd already met Jamie and like introduced her to people. Oh, okay. So he was, I remember when he met Jamie and started bringing her around and like some yeah. of us told him like, look, dude, if you don't like propose to this girl, and, like lock this shit yeah, we up. We didn't know he was going to ruin her and turn into oh, a yeah, bad woman. Yeah. We didn't know like she was, we're going to get into that in a second, but anyway, go ahead. So, but he was in that mode of trying to get this girl out of his house and it, I'm sure in his head, he was like, Hey, Kenny's single. <laughs> He'd probably share a room with this broad and she wasn't bad looking or anything. And we went to a Halloween party at the Dave and Buster crew, one of their parties. And uh, David went to this party with Jamie, his wife, his future wife. He had already told this girl it was it was over. It like, was over. Know. He was just not being a dick throwing her out or anything like that. She was still all in love with him, and she went dressed as like a fucking Catholic high school girl. 
the sexy schoolgirl outfit. Yeah, and I was there, and I was just by her not knowing a lot of other people, she kind of piled up with me. And, like, dudes were checking her out, and her skirt was, like, riding up high, and I kept trying to, like, because she was drunk. And I was like, hey, pull your skirt down. <laughs> So you were, you were I basically— just, I was just being nice. I was not, being, I was not like, hitting on her. I okay. was like, because she was a decent, nice girl, but I knew she was drunk, and I knew she was all in an emotional state. And when you're hanging out with your bar friends, people that work at a bar, there's people there that are prowling at all times. For, there's, a, there's a lot of creepy-ass people. There's always the crawl group. So those guys are crawling for girls, and they love emotional broke-down girls because that happens all the time in the beer. Oh, in the fucking restaurant industry? industry. Yeah. yeah, all the time. Yeah, there's always drama they can prey on. So finally I get her out of there, and we go back, and I take her home. David is going to Jamie's, and that was established before the party or anything else. He was going back with her to her apartment after this party. So I'm taking this girl back home to David and Telvis's, and she's there, and like, I'm hanging out with her for a minute, and she says she's going to go change, and she does the whole thing. She's hoping I'm going to ask if she would like help, and I don't. I'm like, okay, go change. <laughs> and like, of course, there's part of me that's all like, yeah, let me help you rip off that goddamn short skirt and just rawr. throw you the fuck over the bed, <laughs> right? And then, but the other part of me is like, this girl's in an emotional state, and I'm, I kind of have feelings for somebody else anyway who's not important to the story so i'm not really trying to hit it anyway and then she comes down in nothing but a rope and is like all up on at this party or at david's house i'm afterwards. back at david's house okay, you're after, okay. david and Telus are with their women okay, okay at their places so i know i have david and Telus's place to myself with this girl that live, is living there so you're in danger zone basically of banging uh, no, a girl dude, she, now she's down there in a robe that's not tied well she's going she's <laughs> and i finally just like i gotta go and she tries one more time at the door, and I left. And my dick was fucking mad. <laughs> my dick was so mad at me. So was this like your chivalry thing back then, of like not wanting to take advantage of the of the girl who was? Dude, I just I, my nose partial spider sense. It was like this is gonna go bad. Did she have the crazy eyes? She was gonna get them. I was like not wanting to be a pawn in a whole David drama. I've been in I've been in David dramas. I you know yeah I'd been you know in a major th- triangle involving David that we've talked about many times on this podcast. And I did not want to get into another triangle involving my friends. Well, there, there was definitely one of the things that you and I did back in the day when it came to hanging out with our friends and stuff like that was you and I tried to stay as much as we could. And you did, like you say, get involved I got in sucked into it when I was younger, but then I got into the same place you were where I tried to divest myself from that part of that group. And that's, there was a definite time period where all of our friends were basically like dating a girl, casting her off, dating a girl, casting her off. It was off. like a and soap opera phase. It was. And like everybody in our little group. And it was so weird that me and Kenny, because Kenny and I will tell you straight up, met each other, did not like each other at all. Just Jay was a racist bigot. I was an asshole. And a, he was like, he was the prototypical conservative of today on the social media. I he, was. He was a dick to be a dick because he enjoyed being a dick and he was a bigot. And his opinion was fact, and yours was stupid. And it was all based on the <laughs> and, fact that I'd been raised up by a. a and if, a he, if the of, word libtard had existed back then, he would have loved it. <laughs> I was the guy who was raised by sheetrock hangers and painters and stuff like that. So, like the Rush Limbaugh listening people, those were my dad, my uncles, those were those kind of guys. And that was just the guy I was. And when I first met Kenny, I thought he was a Star Wars nerd and a Star Trek nerd. Everywhere Which he went. I was. And it's it's funny to like listen to each other now because. As you get older, and because yeah, all the older, Star Wars nerds bought everything, and we pay, you know, 
the redneck class to pay our, build our roofs. <laughs> well, I'm not in that redneck class anymore. I'm glad you broke out. I'm glad I helped you see that there was a better life. Well, when, it, honestly, when I got to be about 13, 14, I started like questioning things. I I've inspired many things. people. It's uh, it's good to know you're one of the one of the ones I've inspired. Now you're inspiring me. I did, apparently. Did you ever know that... I got you to break Bruce of the sheetrock class. Did you ever know that you're my hero? <laughs> I'm the wind beneath your wings, son. You're everything that I wished I could be. I mean, women want to be me, men want to be me. No, women want to be with you. That's what I said it wrong again. God you damn did. it. I am no Ric Flair. You are no Ric Flair at all, sir. I think that was actually Rick Rude who said, women want to be with me and men want to be me. I think they both said it. I think there's a lot of copying and wrestling, and I think that it was perfectly okay as long as you were in a different territory. Nobody cared. Um, Especially during that time period. I will go on. They were both Minneapolis guys, so I bet there was trade back and forth. I will go on record and say that I thought Rick Rude was one of the best bad guys of the time. When he started putting his opponent's face on his tights. <laughs> or their wives. Or their wife's face on his tights. I was like, crotch. I was like, okay, dude. And then we come out and like gyrate his hips. Anybody who doesn't know who Rick Rude is, go to YouTube, look up Rick Rude gyrating hips. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. But just one of those things that was awesome back then. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> How long is that? Uh, it's still going. It's 21 minutes. All right. Let's cut it off at 21 minutes then. I don't want to cut it off. Okay. What else do you want to talk about then? I want to talk about your feelings. <laughs> you want to talk about what? Your feelings. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. All right. Now we can turn it off. <laughs> That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, guys, this has been another episode of Now That I'm Older. I'm here with Kenny. He's decided I'm just taking off my headphones off. off. I have to go. I just told you. I got dirty drawers. We're not still talking about your underwear, Kenny. What the hell?